about when God walks through the rubble. Someone say, when God walks through the rubble. God is a rebuilder. God is a restorer. God can't help but restore and rebuild and give hope to those who need hope. That God will always rebuild. God will always find treasure in the rubble of your life. Maybe other people say no, but God will. And this is what the Message Bible says in Isaiah 49. I'm going to read to you. Can a mother forget the infant at her breast? Walk away from the baby she bore. But even if a mother's forget, I never forget you. Never. Look, I've written your names on the back of my hands. Come on, somebody. Pastor Hank would say, if God's got a wallet, your picture's in it. The walls you're rebuilding are never out of my sight. This next statement stuns me every time. Your builders are faster than your wreckers. Did you hear that? Your builders are better and faster than your wreckers. That means that God can rebuild faster and more durable and more awesome than the enemy can destroy. Someone give God a shout of praise. Someone give God a shout of praise. The demolition crews one day will be gone for good when God walks through the rubble. Let's pray. Father, we welcome your Holy Spirit here today. Speak to us. Sir, this is a tough journey I've been on to bring this this morning because my life is in this work. And my husband's life is in this work. So I ask you to help me, Spirit of God. And I ask you to speak, Holy Spirit. This is your room. Speak to my brothers and sisters. Motivate them. Encourage them. And most of all, Lord, motivate us in the vision as we praise you for what you've accomplished. Let us be renewed in our vision on that which is to come. The latter days shall be greater than the former. The awakening from the rubble is coming. God is walking through the rubble. We know you are, Father, and we know you are bringing revival from the rubble. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Give him one more hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. We have been traveling through the book of Nehemiah on Wednesday night, and Nehemiah gets a clearing call at the right hand of the king of Persia that his people are living in rubbish. Everyone say rubble. It's so bad because Nebuchadnezzar had rolled over Jerusalem and burnt it down. The gates, the walls were burnt. There was so much rubbish, and Nehemiah becomes concerned. And usually a burden begins as a concern. A vision begins as a concern. What concerns your heart, often you'll find yourself doing the works of Jesus to restore that. And Nehemiah went to Jerusalem. But when he went there, the rubble and the rubbish, I'll use both words, were so intense he could barely get to the place where the rubble was. You see, if you go after World War II and you were able to visit like Berlin and some parts of London and now some parts of Ukraine, so sadly, you would see ashes where there was once building, where buildings had burned down from war or tragedy. But I want to say to you that before Nehemiah got to the rubble, God had already walked through the rubble and he had seen a treasure in the rubble. He had seen hope in the rubble. Come on, somebody. He had seen life and he had seen certainty that he would pick up the treasure from the rubble. Is there any treasure in the room this morning that can give God praise that he picked you up out of the rubble in your life? 
God walks through the rubble. He sees the treasure. Nehemiah is recorded in Nehemiah 4 and 2 by saying, or his enemies said to him, forgive me, Senballat, will they remove and use the stones from the rubbish that were once burned? Would these feeble Jews take these things that have been through fire and rebuild them? Will they actually use something? Same thing Satan said in Eden when God sent Eve and Adam out of the garden. The enemy said there's no way mankind will ever be forth what you called them to be. There's no way they will come and resurrect from the rubble of sin and death. Oh, but there was a prophecy that God himself said in the garden and said... He shall strike your heel, but he, meaning Jesus, shall crush your head. God always knows how to reach into the rubble of sin and disappointment and raise up something glorious. Somebody give Jesus a praise. This morning, we hold on to the prophecies about Church of the Harvest. We'll get there a little bit later. We hold on to the living prophecies that have been pronounced for 32 years in this building and where we met before we came to this building. We hold on to what God has said because we, you and I, have been called to be rebuilders. The Lord, your Redeemer and Creator says, Isaiah 44, I am the Lord who made all things. I alone stretched out the heavens. By myself I made the earth and everything in it. When I speak to the rivers and say, be dry, they dry up. Come on, somebody. That's our God. When I say of Cyrus, he will do all that I've commanded him, and Jerusalem will be rebuilt and restored. God prophesied about a man years before he came on the scene to say, I've already walked through the rubble of Jerusalem, and I'll anoint a heathen king to go and rebuild the city from that which looks like nothing. Let me assure you today, in the midst of your deepest pain, in the midst of your deepest betrayal, in the midst of your deepest past and everything you've ever gone through. God was walking through the ashes. God was saying, just wait and see what I, the Lord, shall do. I will rebuild and I will restore. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. You see, when they said, how will you rebuild? And when people say that about your life or people you're believing for this morning, situations and things, they're depending on you to bring it about. God was depending upon himself. You see, the creator of the ends of the earth walked in the cool of the evening. He saw the rubble in the Garden of Eden. He saw what it looked like. But God's version or God's vision, forgive me, is certain. God's promises are reliable. God's prediction make Las Vegas bets look like nothing. Can I get an amen? When he predicts, when he says it's going to come, it doesn't matter how much money you bet against the Lord God. His promises are reliable. His predictions will win. Discouragement may come for a moment, but we must reply and say, no, the rebuilding will not happen in a moment, but I want to tell you there's a treasure buried in my soul. You may see rubble, but God sees potential. You may see what was, but God sees what will be, and God will rebuild and God will restore. Somebody give him a shout of praise in this house. Hallelujah. You see, God had resources they didn't know anything about and you don't know anything about. You can't play and win Jeopardy with God. 
He had solutions outside their reality, and he has solutions for situations you're facing right now outside of your reality. He has provisions outside of possibilities. He knew their itinerary. He knew their location. He knew how to give them what they needed because his positioning system, GPS, God's positioning system is always on. It's always active. It doesn't depend on satellite. It doesn't depend on internet. You can't block him. You can't stop him. You can't redirect him. When God positions himself to do something, he will be glorified. Somebody give him a shout in this house. You can't win jeopardy with God for he asked Job who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Who has held the oceans close to himself? Who has measured the heaven with the hollow of his hand? It, in Hebrew means the very finger. God measured the whole world with one finger. Who else knows the weight of the earth? Or weighed out the hills and the mountains and the hills. God and God alone. Who is able, he said to Job and he says to us, the God who walks among our rubble. Who is able to advise the spirit of the Lord, he says. There is not one. Who knows enough to be his counselor? Who knows enough to say, this is what you should do? No, he is the great I am. He is El Elyon, the most high God. He does not bow to me men's counsel. He does not bow to men's timeline. He does not bow to men's prediction. He does not bow to men's thoughts. God will be God and he will bring about his glory in his time and his way. Somebody praise him this morning. Hallelujah. God that came walking in the cool of the evening and saved mankind. I love that he didn't come running. I love that he didn't come in the heat of the day. When you, the sun is out and it's burning on your back. No, he came the same time he always came, knowing that they had bitten the apple, knowing that they had sinned, knowing that they had fallen. I love a God that says, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, my covenant of love will never be shaken over you. I love that in my inconsistency, he is constant. I love that in my fear, he is faith. I love that in my insecurity, he is my firm foundation. Does anybody give a praise to God this morning in a shout of hallelujah? They said of these ruins, and they've said of the rubble in our lives, because we've all had it, and we have some today, each one of us. You say it's a mess, the Lord says. You say it's broken down. I say let us rise up and build again. He rebuilds our dreams. He rebuilds our hopes. He inspires hope. He sent Nehemiah into Jerusalem to say, come on, come on. You've got so acquainted and comfortable with the way things are. You haven't even noticed. This was not my intent. Have we become comfortable with our fears? Have we become comfortable with our anger? Have we become comfortable with our insecurity, our laziness, whatever that is, our procrastinating? Can I get an amen from all the procrastinators in this? Have we become so acquainted and comfortable with life as it is that we have lost vision? The people of Jerusalem lost vision of what could be and should be. But Nehemiah showed up and said, God never intended for you to live like this. God wants you to rise up and build against all odds, says the Lord. Hallelujah. And Holy Spirit shows up today and he says to you and I, I've walked through the rubble. I'm going to bring a revival from the rubble. 
I'm going to show a treasure from the rubble, says the Lord. I'm going to see what you cannot see. I'm going to do what you cannot do. For I am the Lord and about, apart from me there is no other. He says, someone say hallelujah. You say my finances are in a mess. And God says let's get up and build and get those in order. You say my relationships are without restoration. The Lord said you just keep believing. I am the cord that brings families together in the name of Jesus. You say my emotions are out of whack. I can't get a grip. I'm knee jerking. I'm mad or angry or happy. I can't get a balance and the Lord says you just take a deep breath I am your plumb line says the Lord a plumb line is used to make a house or a building have balanced and I want to tell you Jesus is the plumb line in your emotions what's been driving you around God says I will bring balance come on somebody we say with our problems this can't happen but God says through Isaiah 43 18 and 19 remember you not the former things says the Lord neither consider the things of old behold I the Lord shall do a new thing can you not perceive it says the Lord I will make a river in the desert and streams in the wasteland. God doesn't simply renovate the past. He makes all things new. Somebody give him praise this morning. When God walks through the rubble, and sometimes we only we see, we, when we, I was in Uganda with Perry twice. I'm going with Perry and Daystar next year. I'll let you know because you can get in on that. Uh, they're, they're joining up. I'm letting that out of the bag. That's not been publicly announced. But they're going together to Israel next fall. And I'm going to go with them, God willing. But when you go to Israel and you see the, what once was and you see the walls and you can't even see the bottom of it, you have to have an imagination to know what some of those places stood for. But I love that God says in Joel 2 and 25 regarding the rubble in our life, I'll make up for the years of devastation. Whatever the world has taken out, I'm going to put it back in you. When God restores, it's always better than before. I want to say it again. Someone say hallelujah. I love what Joel 2 says in the message. When restoration comes, you'll be full of praises to your God. In the 32 years that we've been here, I have seen people stand and give praise to God. They were once so lost, but they live out this verse. The God who sets you back on your heels in wonder. Never again will my people be despised, says the Lord. You'll know without question that I'm in the thick of life with you. I'm your God, the only God, the real God. Someone say hallelujah. Someone give him a shout of praise in this building. I like what Paul pins in Philippians 1 and 6. There has never been a slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work would keep it. Keep it. Everyone say keep it. God who started the great work in you, in your life, in your family, in your business, in your finances, in who you are in this church will keep it and bring it, not to a dead end. Someone say no dead end. Paul says he's going to bring it to a flourishing finish. And when is that finish? On the day that Jesus Christ appears in the sky and takes us home. That's when the glory is finished, but you're not done if you're breathing. There is no dead end. Somebody make a U-turn and get back on the path. Someone give God a praise this morning. He says in Isaiah 61, you see, it's funny about ashes. When you burnt these cities, it was ashes. That's why Sinballat said, how are you going to take stones that have been burnt in ashes and rebuild a wall that's supposed to keep out foreign enemy? Interestingly enough, the Hebrew word for ashes is ephir. The Hebrew word for beauty is fur. 
not, it sounds like fur that you wear, Winner. That's not what it is. P-H-E-R. If you move the E, you have a new word. What that says is, whenever the hand of God touches ashes, whenever the hand of God touches ruins, the hand of God brings beauty. Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he's anointed me to preach tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are brown, to proclaim the acceptable someone say acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God here we go to comfort all who mourn you wonder how I can lose my best friend husband lover my everything for 40 years I have worshiped my way through this process I have exchanged my grieving clothes for dancing clothes it still comes but I'm going to tell you today if you have built a monument to yesterday's loss you are missing the beauty of today God wants to give beauty for ashes. Someone say hallelujah. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called trees of righteousness. My favorite thing. I've prophesied this over Hope House Women for 12 years now. The planning of the Lord that he may be glorified. And they, everyone say they, shall rebuild the old ruins. What that is saying is, who is they? They who were brokenhearted. They who were poor. They who were captives. Those were in prison. Those that were mourning and were not being comforting. Then they shall rebuild the ruins. They shall raise up former desolations. And they shall repair cities. That's the word of the Lord over you today, brothers and sisters. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. You see, someone sees an addict, but God sees a mighty warrior. Someone sees a prodigal, but God sees a future preacher. Someone sees a loser, but God, as he walks through the ruins of a life that looks lost, says, I see a warrior in here. God walks through the ashes of those whose everyone is said is unfaithful. They'll never show up. They'll never take their place, business, job, life, church. And God says, what you don't see is when my power picks him up or her out of the ruins, you're going to see someone who knows how to stand and having done all stand. Come on, somebody. When someone says, I don't see anything about this, that scarlet letter that people have put on people's lives, saying they'll never get past they'll never amount to anything God walks through the ashes and he raises up someone like Mary Magdalene when everyone ran away from the cross she ran to the cross those who have been forgiven much know how to love much don't let religion get into you if he has forgiven you if he has loved you pick up your cross and follow him somebody give him praise today God sees what he can do when he repositions someone in the wall, the treasure of rubble. Josh, if you'll come and start playing with me. This is, we're getting a little bit closer to the illustration, but not quite there. I love that Nehemiah draws attention to the people living among the ruins. He tells them that the hand of God has been upon me. You know, this morning, if I passed around the microphone, every one of you would have a story. And you'd say, and then this happened. I mean, I, I showed up at Walmart at 2 o'clock, and someone was there, and they gave me a check. I mean, maybe not that way. But I went here, and this happened. I went there. I got a phone call. I missed it. I called it back, and it was that job I've been wanting. Someone say, the hand of God. Hand of God. Nehemiah draws their attention, and he says, 
The hand of God has been on me. The hand, like a master strategist, Nehemiah says, well, you thought you were forgotten living in the ruins. And this is for so many facets of my life and your life. I want you to know God was the way maker. God was working behind the scene. For the Bible says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You need the word of God to come in and build you up. They set spellbound. They thought they had been forgotten. They thought. But when Nehemiah began to open up and said, I went to the king. His ancestors destroyed our city, but I asked him if I could come. He gave me armies. He gave me money. He gave me money to build my own house. He gave me supplies. They were stunned because all of a sudden they realized God had been working behind the scene the whole time. He said, I told them how the hand of God had been favorable. Someone say favorable. You see, when God walks through the rubble, he stretches his hand on that which is unfinished. He stretches his hand and lays it on that. And when we see him working, we understand God's hand was orchestrating events in your life. And now you know it was God all the time. Hallelujah. You wouldn't know it until you look back. Deuteronomy 7 and 8 says, because the Lord loves you, he brought you out with a mighty hand. He redeemed you from bondage. You see, God's mighty hand is what Nehemiah is saying to those people that he's trying to get them to get up and rebuild. God's mighty hand pulled you and I out of the house of bondage. He stepped in. Because the Lord loves you, he brought you out with a mighty hand, and he redeemed you from the house of bondage. Deuteronomy 7 8. And he put you back on the wall of destiny. You see, God's hand merely reached around the enemy's hand. The enemy, let me try it again. He thought he had you. Your life was over. Okay, I won't sing the whole. He turned it. You see, he thought he was going to block you from God's will. But the hand of the Lord reached and grabbed your little hand and he pulled you up out of the rubble when you received Jesus and I don't know about you but I've been pulled out of rubble time and time again when my faith was faltering when my confidence was gone and God picks us up you see he says in Exodus 13 and 14 this is building your faith for this church by strength of hand the Lord brought us out never take credit for what God's hand did when your children say, how do we have money to pay our bills? How are we making it? How do we have a car? How do we have a home? Don't say, because I'm so cute and smart and I work so hard. Yeah, those are things. But first of all, you say, by strength of the hand of the Lord. By strength of the hand of the Lord. We have food on the table by strength of the hand of the Lord. Can I get an amen? We are able to pay our bills by strength of the hand of the Lord. It is God's hand. You begin to trace and you begin to see God's hand did it just in time. And to him be the glory. Somebody praise him this morning. Hallelujah. So these charred stones. Amen. He said no pressure as he was working hard to get in there. God saw those ruins that were charred. He saw them that had been burnt. And God took those very charred stones to rebuild Jerusalem. 
because he added his timber with it. The wood that he sent by Nehemiah from the king of Persia. You see, when God takes the things we've gone through, Psalm 66 and 12 said, We went through the fire and the flood, but you, O Lord, brought us out to a broad place, a place of abundance and refreshment. Can you say amen? You see, 2 Corinthians 1 and 4 says, The sufferings of Christ come into our life that he who comforts us, we then can pass the same comfort. We go through fires. We get burned through trials, trouble, our personal situations that we go through. But God says, the very things that you went through, I will pick you up out of the rubble and I will give you a word of life and healing and I will do what only I can do because I will connect that with the very timber of my glory. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. By strength of hand, we got here to this property. By strength of hand. 1981, a man went to the altar in Southern California, a cocaine addict, 118 pounds. Had lost everything. Had lost his home. Had lost his marriage. Had lost everything and his reputation. A pastor's son who was running from the call to preach. In that church service that night, this young man went out of desperation because he told his wife, I'm going to go to church tonight and get saved. I want you to come watch me. But she left and went back to Tennessee. But that night with no intention, don't you love God? With no intention of really coming around but putting on a show, the Spirit of the Lord moved divinely. And in a moment, Hank Davis got up and walked to the altar. And God reached out down into the rubble. Come help me, Michael. God reached down into the rubble and he pulled up Hank Davis. Psalms 18 says, I love you, O Lord, for you reached down and you fought an enemy that was too powerful for me. You put a new life in me. You put a new song in me. I love you, O Lord. Give God praise for that which he picks up out of the rubble. Come on, somebody. And that began the first foundation. This is evangelist Hank Davis now. Evangelist Hank Davis who preached all over the world. Doesn't he look fine? All over the world believing for his wife to come back to him with his precious Bible. Tell him I love him, Holy Spirit. Tell him I love him. Preached all over the world. And three years believed for his wife. But his ex-wife was living in her own rubble. Bitterness, unforgiveness, fear, insecurity. Oh yeah, she was a worshiper. She led a big junior choir, even traveled. That's where I met Brother Perry. She was praising God and worshiping. But inside there was rubble. Psalms 44 and 21 says, Shall not God search this out? For he knows the secret places of the heart. Little bitterness gets back here. A little unforgiveness. And we say, I'm fine. I'm praising you, Jesus. I'm good. And Holy Spirit's like Nehemiah. He's walking among the rubble. And he says, I'm not leaving you in this grief. I'm not leaving you with this overwhelming sadness. I'm going to pick you up. Come on, somebody. And the divine orchestrator began to work behind the scenes. No one would have thought would have happened. He was beating the odds. He intended or she intended to finish Lee College, but process of healing for damaged emotions came. Exhausted at the end of weeks of God just absolutely digging in the rubble of her heart till she hurt so bad. 
She said to the Lord, you've done so much work, but I'm exhausted. I want to tell you today, you may be worn out in the process of what God is doing on the inside of you, but don't you stop till he's done. Because when he does a complete work, it will give glory to Jesus. Come on, somebody. Don't stop. And I said, I'm so exhausted. I can't go on. My strength seems little. My courage feels faint. The Spirit of the Lord broke out in a prayer meeting the very morning of the night that I went to hear him the last time I thought. And through my friend Perry Kite, who's in heaven, said at a time you think not, I'm going to make my will known to you. I'm going to say this to you by the Spirit. Things in your life that you're waiting on, you're hoping for, you're believing for, you keep on. At a time you think not, God's going to bring it together. Someone give Jesus praise. We drove in a blizzard that last night to see him. That night in a worship service, anything could have switched at any moment. Anything could have been tweaked at any moment. But in that service, Holy Spirit reached in. And when he did, he picked up Rhonda Davis out of the rubble and he renewed her life. Psalms 40, I love the Lord. He picked me up out of a pit. He put my feet on a rock. He put a new song in my mouth. And many shall see and they shall fear the name of the Lord to Jesus be the glory forever somebody praise him in this house hallelujah hold on brothers and sisters there's a new song coming Hold on, someone you've been praying for. The divine orchestrator is working. By strength of the hand of the Lord, we were brought here. We're going to bring you a picture of Pastor Hank and I on our second wedding day that you may have seen. But there we were, young, happy, and ready to hit the road. Come on, somebody. By strength. We traveled as evangelists. Rock music, thousands and thousands came to the Lord. Perry Stone used to say, I think if Hank Davis said popcorn, a thousand people would run to the altar. We couldn't explain it. There was an anointing for salvation. They packed out stadiums. They packed out churches because that man had been plucked out of the fire of hell and out of the rubble. And he refused to let anybody else not make it. Someone give Jesus praise. Hallelujah. And we evangelized. And then the Lord gave us our first child, Courtney. She was born with a congenital heart defect. But the Lord reached into the rubble by strength of the hand of God. She survived and she lives today. Just stand right here with me, baby. Someone give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In an eight-week revival at Faith Memorial, we didn't even know what God was doing. Jensen, Perry, Karen, Wheaton, and others that you probably don't even know would come in and out. They would line the streets. They would, you couldn't even drive near it because Hank Davis was holding a revival. It was supposed to last one day. It went eight weeks. From that, we began to birth the church. We began to secure this property, Atkinson Drive. We almost lost it time after time again. And you probably remember the story where Pastor Hank said, Rhonda, you better pray. We're going to lose it. You remember that? But we prayed. And by strength of the hand of God, he went to Dalton. He went to California. He put these two people people together and then he secured this property so there would be a whosoever tribe called the church of the harvest by strength of the hand of God we got here somebody give Jesus praise and then a little bit out of order he brought the next baby Christine 
And at 39, we thought we'd never have a child. We got a child. And what a joy she has been by strength of the hand of the Lord. And then I'll do this one. God gave us our first son, Angel Louis Mercado. He was our youth pastor. He it was delivered out of the rubble of dysfunctional family by Pastor David and Connie Herring. He was adopted into their family. His life gave glory to Jesus Christ, and he led triumphantly this church through his sacrifice and his service. He went home to be with Jesus in 2017, but from the rubble, he rose, and he's in the Father's presence today. Hallelujah! And then God added our dear Michael reached into a rubble. Michael grew up here, but he became a prodigal. You heard his story a few weeks ago. And the Lord picked him up, picked him up out of addiction and other things, restored him. And today, out of the rubble, there is a praise. Someone give Jesus. By strength of the hand of the Lord, we got here. And by strength of the hand of the Lord, we will go forward. Like Nehemiah, Holy Spirit reminds you and I today, we did not get here by ourselves. God moved to several states. God did several things to get this church where it is. And by God's hand, we will go into the future. Someone give Jesus praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, daughters. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We're now going to honor the eras, and I'm just going to ask you to give praise to Jesus as we do these. As we came to this mountain, a couple came with us, moved from Madisonville, Tennessee, moved here, helped us build this church, carved this church out of the ground. They're coming. Pastor Tim and Pastor Barb Sally represent the era of the first few years of Church of the Harvest. God picked them up out of the rubble of where they were, and he made them rebuilders of the wall. Just stand right there for a minute with me. He picked them up. They represent today. Pastor Tim represents all the men that are in full-time and women ministry. I believe it's 380 couples are in full-time ministry because they came out of this church. Someone give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Just hang right there. Dean and Debbie Brown came to us. God picked them up out of the rubble of another place. And in the early days of harvest, they became strong lay people who stood with us, who loved with us, who sacrificed with us, who gave with us. As all four of these stand, would you give Jesus praise for the ones that created and helped to build this church? Somebody give Jesus praise. Hallelujah. 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 And we bless every man and woman that has stepped on this property. We bless them in the name of the Lord. We bless their sacrifice. We bless their seed. We bless what they gave. We don't know where most of them are. But today we honor them before the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. And then another era came. And God brought a guitar player. I remember he said he was going to try out for Kelly and I. And I asked Kelly afterwards, was he any good? He goes, uh, yeah, he's really good. <laughs> he's really good. And Kelly didn't fluff, fluff. Uh, that's our former, he's a pastor now. Anyway, and he and Susan came. She had the first idea to come, and she kind of got him in here. We probably scared both of them. They came from Baptist roots and other roots. But they're coming now. Would you welcome Chris and Susan Vernon? <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Y'all will just stand up where you there with me for just a moment. Chris, Chris represents the miracles that have happened there in worship for 32 years. The 
lives that have been restored, the marriages, the people that found strength to go forward. Chris represents things, the prodigals that ran to the altar and still run to the altar. As we began to worship and our musicians played and our singers sang, I led worship for many years and have always been over our team. But here's the bottom line. They don't often see what happens. But even today, people were messaging me this week. Oh, Pastor Rhonda, it was there I was healed. Pastor Rhonda, it was there my life was turned around. Pastor Rhonda, it was there in worship. Nobody touched me. No one came near me. I just lifted my hands and Jesus picked me up out of the rubble. Someone give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Susan. Susan represents, I'll try to get through this one. She represents all the women from Queen for Day that Pastor Barbara helped me to start in the early days. She was there too helping me. Hundreds and hundreds of salvations every fall, September 10th. It'll happen again. The women that have come out of poverty. The women who said, I never knew how God wanted me to be treated. The Esters that have been restored from women of hope. Oasis, Pastor Barbara, vessels of mercy, women's conferences. God reached in in those moments and he crowned women and assured them, you were never made to be underfoot. Jesus at Calvary redeems you that you can be all that he's called you to be. Someone give Jesus a shout of praise this morning. Hallelujah, we give you glory for every life restored in women's ministries. Just hang there. Now coming is Gail Combs and Mish Kidd, if you would come now. Hallelujah, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Gail represents the single moms in the same era that came to us. Gail found the courage to adopt two little orphans from China who their stories are so compelling. She raised them by herself. She had them never missing a service. She remained faithful. She represents every single parent that has ever lived upon these grounds. We give Jesus glory for raising up out of the rubble his glory. Mish Kid represents who came in the same era. Every worksheet that's ever been given. Every class that's been taught. Wednesday, small groups. It goes on and on. We've done it different ways through the years. But the word of God has been taught. People have been discipled. People have been raised up to be mighty women of God through the word of God. We give Jesus praise. Someone give God glory. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Now in 2010 comes, oops, I almost missed something here. Okay, no, go. At about 1998, there came a man from Indiana seeking his college education, seeking something to happen. God, he did not know and we did not know one of the greatest servants that's ever lived in this house from the beginning to this moment walked on our premises in that lobby holding a charisma magazine coming to Lee College Pastor Todd Haggard would you come up first by yourself a mighty man of God minister of ministries came we are so blessed can you give Jesus praise out of the rubble of everything that he's gone through he remains an Aaron and her to me Picking up everything that needs to be picked up. Doing what no one knows. Always thinking of the homeless. Taking calls that I can't take because it's men that pastor did. We give Jesus praise for this mighty man of God out of the rubble. And his beautiful wife, Misty, 
who came thinking she was just coming for deliverance to women of hope just to get off that medicine and just get back to doing. But God had other plans. And God, Misty, would you come up? He picked her up out of the rubble and he redeemed her and set her feet on a rock. Somebody give Jesus praise. Just hang right there. Then about 2010, God sent a couple here through Perry Stone. God sent them and they said, what church can we take our women to that we won't be set in a corner, won't be marginalized? And Perry said, well, at that time, there was only one church he could think of, Church of the Harvest. So they came in here on a Wednesday night. It looked like a women's conference all by itself. And they walked in and sat on the left side of the sanctuary. But when they came, they brought with us so many women. And today, Pastor David and Connie Herring, would you come? We want to give honor to Jesus. Come on. We want to give honor to Jesus. We want to give honor to Jesus. Today, they represent the hundreds of addicts that have come to be saved and be freed. They represent the drug addict, the alcoholic, those that Jesus has redeemed. Somebody give Jesus the highest praise. Just hang up here, everybody, with me. Through the years, then families followed them. Today we bring up Josh and Bailey Herring, who were another part of ERA. That's a father and a daughter. Come on. Josh represents many mighty men among us that God has raised up. And Bailey represents a young girl that came here as a child. God underneath the word and the anointing and all that her family had to give. And today is a mighty psalmist. We recognize those that gave during this era. Somebody give Jesus a hand clap of praise. And then in the last seven, eight years, God has brought us pastor's daughters. One, Cheryl Jervie. Would you please come up? God reached into the rubble and he pulled her out and he put her feet upon a rock. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And then another pastor's daughter, Donna Rice Hammett. God brought her. He picked her up. He picked her out of the rubble of alcoholism. He put her feet on a safe place. Can you give Jesus praise in this house? For all that you have done, Lord, we are thankful. And for all that you're about to do. And then just since January, God keeps bringing them. These represent so many of you. We could all got up here, but you wouldn't have had any supper or lunch today. And just hang with me. We're almost done. Then God brought a man. In fact, God, he's going to share his story soon. I cannot wait for you to hear it. I cannot wait. He came here as a young man, worshipped. He said he ran down to that altar so much. I love it when he tells me Pastor Hank was like a torch in a good way. He torched the ground. Worship was crazy. And this is where that young prodigal but pastor's son would find his solace. He went through many things in his life and many journeys that he's going to tell you about later. But at the end of last year, I believe, or the first this year, the Lord said to him in North Carolina, get back to Church of the Harvest. You're going to grow to love this man and his wife, Michael and Lisa Cook. Would you please come up? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on, for all those God is bringing in this season, prodigals that are going to come home, mighty men and women of God that he's bringing out of the rubble into glory. Hallelujah. Somebody give Jesus a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God's going to give you an opportunity in just a moment to get a rock after I finish. 
and come and put it on the step in honor of your part of rebuilding. But would you give all these fine people one more hand as they go to their seats. Thank you guys so much. Come on, give Jesus the highest praise. When God walks among the rubble, by God's hand we got here. God's walking through everything unfinished in your life. That's what rubble often means. Everything you're still believing him for, everything you're calling out him for. We're going to gather in these altars and worship and pray for each other before we dismiss. But I want to encourage you that you are making a difference. The God that got us here is the God that's given me uncommon favor in the last seven days that I can't even share yet about our next step. It is kind of freaking me out. Connected me with world leaders and prophets. I said, the spirit of Hank Davis is mightily upon me because he was always connected to favor. I'm excited about what God's preparing to do. I'm humbled. I'm honored. But I know it was not by strength of hand of my own or even Hank Davis that we got here. It was by strength of the hand of the Almighty God. And His hand is still reaching towards you right now. His hand is working in your behalf. His hand is moving mountains. His hand is doing glory. If you believe that, stand all over the building and give Him the best praise. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. He calls this church. Just keep standing. We're going to finish. He calls this church for the next years till he comes to feed the poor, clothe the naked, rebuild the ruins of broken lives. When you're called to bring up your, your stone in a few minutes and put it on the steps, that's a call to be part of the body of Christ. But the best spiritual, best special effects we'll ever have here is when a soul says what we sang this morning, hell lost another one. Hell lost another one. The Spirit of the Lord is welcomed here to move without measure. All my board of regents, every prophet in my life said when the mantle fell to me, in this day and age, make room for the Holy Spirit because you're fixing to see things catch on fire just because of the time of where it is. A seed has gone into the ground, meaning the very life and blood of the man who had the vision, the man who took me here dragging and screaming, but it was the hand of God that did it. You are part of this great. You've been plucked and chosen out of eternity. You've been positioned here to give your talents, to give your gifts. If we work together, we will see Jesus do amazing things. Can I get an amen? Come on, give him praise. Let me say this, on the days that you don't think you're making a difference, God is walking through the ruins. He's finding a treasure. Not everything we do is seen immediately. We didn't know we came here what today would look like, but listen to this. Allied soldiers tried to take a little beachhead of land in Normandy called Omaha Beach. On June 6, 1944, they stood on that little property. If you've seen the opening of the movie Saving Private Ryan, I encourage everyone, it's a must-see. Your heart will hurt, your stomach will turn. As what our allies, our soldiers and soldiers from the countries in agreement with us, they went into that beach. They took just a foothold. Chris Vernon has stood there, and so did Pastor Ankeny, says it's such a small little piece of land. At the end of D-Day, no one knew what they had accomplished because they just took a little piece of land. The power of the swastika still flew. 
Germany still thought they were beating. At the end of that day, not much had changed. But the truth is that day, everything changed because there was an opening, a tiny crack, and that crack would get open bigger and bigger. Then Paris would be liberated. Then Europe would be liberated. Then Japan would be liberated. And then Hitler would kill himself because the beast will always be destroyed. Come on, somebody. Victory day was just a matter of time. Let me tell you something. One day a woman gave birth in a manger. Hallelujah. Only a few, the very poorest among them and kings, even recognized these was son of God. The religious kept worshiping in their man-made temples. People kept living their life. But that moment God was saying a crack of light is opened into the universe. That baby rose so high no one could keep up with him. He walked among the rubble of the Gadarene and he cast out every demon in him. He walked among the blind and he opened their eyes. He walked among the prostitutes and he raised them up to be mighty women and men of God. He walked among the rubble of broken lives and dreams that didn't think the moment would ever come that the Messiah came but he came and he lived and he is alive today somebody praise him and I'm going to tell you when he gave his all on Calvary and they wrapped him up and put it on a tomb on that Sabbath morning two women were the only ones to know that that tomb was empty why are you seeking the living among the dead he is not here he is gone But they kept going on. The religious kept going on. Not many people even knew that he had been raised to the right hand. But all of heaven shook because they knew Jesus Christ just crushed Satan under his foot. When God walked among the rubble in the beginning of Eden, God knew what Calvary would bring. God knew that out of the ruins there would be raised up a people called the church. And the church would live and breathe and live for Jesus alone. Somebody praise him, I promise. Ultimately, our mission began that day at Calvary. So listen, every time you engage in battle, you open the door to life. Every time you resist sin, the door gets opened a little bit more, just like the allies. Every time you proclaim the gospel, you may not feel anything. You thought, I didn't see anything come out of that. But God said, I just cracked the door of light into darkness of the devil's domain. Every time you give a cup of cold water in his name. Every time you wait on the Lord a little bit longer. Darkness gets pushed back. I'm going to tell you the light gets a little stronger. It's only a matter of time that you're going to see the rewards of your seeds. You're going to see the rewards of your sacrifice. You're going to see the rewards of what you've done in his name. Jesus Christ is telling you today the light is coming the darkness is getting pushed back hold on weary one God is not unjust to forget your labor of love but light will win and light will dispel the darkness someone give him one more praise in this house so whosoever tribe we're called we're called to go forward you're going to come you're going to pick up one of these stones and you're going to place them on the steps That's you saying, out of the ruins, I came. And here I offer my gift, my talent, my sacrifice. And just stand up here. Team, would you come to the stage? We're going to sing and worship and pray of each other these last five minutes. Come on. Linda and Linda are going to begin the stone uh, building. If you'd come and do that now. All right. Come on, Mama Linda. Give Mama Linda a hand in the name of Jesus. 
our church mom and Linda Chapman give her a hand been with me since the very beginning very beginning believed in harvest hallelujah hallelujah I want you to bring yours and come up here and then I want you to stand we're just going to pray with each other for a few minutes they're going to begin to sing Waymaker come if you will 